questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. According to the dictionary, the definition of reality is the world or the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. Is reality objective or subjective to sentient beings? Is my perception of reality the same as yours or not? Or better yet, is reality an illusion? An animal living in a zoo only knows what is within its enclosure. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. I always love to hear from you. And to discuss the illusion of reality and many more topics, tonight's special guest is a veteran of this program and one of the pioneers in the study of the paranormal. From somewhere in Oregon, I would like to welcome Dr. Richard Allen Miller. Hello, Richard, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? <laughs> there we are, man. It's just like the Twilight Zone. Well, you yeah. can say do 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 X Files. Wonderful. Because Richard, because of your polymath-like personality, you try and stay current with a lot of what's going on in the world. Therefore, aside from just a few notes that I have and some articles that you sent me, we can go anywhere today. Sounds like a plan. Oh, you can count on it. I'm circular. <laughs> well, excellent. Before we begin, I always, whenever I talk to you guys who are in the northwest of the United States, for some reason, you know, Cliff High, you, the chemtrails always come to mind. I don't know why, but we were talking about 5G, and you mentioned that there's a relationship between these two, geoengineering and 5G. Is there a relationship between these two? Well, they're all toxic uh, to human organs. Yeah. I mean, they're, it, we are being assaulted on so many different fronts. When you want to discuss mind control, you can add foods. They're, they're, they're attacking us in our foods. Our education of children, our only natural real resource. There are the, the, the G, there's a sciences called LD50 ratios on bandwidth frequency bands and its toxicity to given organs. And each organ's different. You know, it has uh, subject to these bandwidths, and over here, those are going to get messed up with those bandwidths. It's like a system of interfacing uh, radios that are talking back and forth to each other in your body. And these things like the 5G, the smart meters, the microwave oven in your home, the clock on your wall, they all have radiation patterns you can measure them with a tri-field meter you can go in yourself and you can see there it is and you know and why you want to put your head in your bed here not there that kind of thing but when you realize they're beaming everywhere you'd think that getting up in the middle of the nowhere in alaska or someplace like that would somehow protect you from some of this stuff it no longer is true even putin is having trouble stopping this nonsense. Now, who's doing it? Well, huh, 
chemtrails, you know, they talk about those white aircraft. We vetted ours on the West Coast, are coming out of Chilliwack, uh, Canada, and are turning around at Fort, uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon. Now, that's a UN project. And uh, who's funding it? When you realize that an aircraft like that laying that down is $10,000 an hour in fuel, there's a million dollars in our sky right there, right then. And who's paying for that and why? And it has been even someone like me that's in the know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can guess and I can vet certain different agendas. They're all true. Um, I two two. Novembers ago, I was sent into Reedsport to just check to see what happened to the populace after the Navy deployed lithium to see if they could lock down a small city. It worked. Everybody was sick. Um, when you realize that there, they, this all started with weather, but the technology's changed. This is like a battery that. But, but wait a second. What you just said, Richard, about lithium, I heard that. Uh, the state of Washington wanted to do this years ago because of the rate of suicide that they have there. They wanted to drop lithium in the in the yeah. water in the air to to reduce the level of suicides. That's creepy. One size does not fit all. That's the way medicine is right now. They're putting us all in categories, and they're going to say everybody's depressed, so let's give everybody a little bit of lithium. And uh, <laughs> lithium sucks. And I'm. Back in the early, early kids, when I was in grade school, uh, before they realized what I was, I had a third grade teacher say, Ricky is very disruptive. He asks too many questions. And they were going to put me on lithium. And my mother refused. And then they made me, they forced me to have to leave at 12 o'clock on Wednesdays to go see a special counselor because Something was wrong with Ricky. And uh, what happened next is the counselor came back and said, this guy, there's nothing wrong with him. He not only is beating me at the game I'm playing while I'm trying to interview him, he's outsmarted me in the game I'm trying to interview him with. Let's see where he is emotionally. And so they did Minnesota Multiphasic Personnel, MMPI, all the standard things, and realized I was gifted. So the next creepy thing they wanted to do was advance me in school. And my mother, thank you, Lord, did not allow that to happen either. If I had been advanced, I would have been another Hawking's kind of creep. And I, you know, I want to be human. I want to be normal, uh, you know, social. Uh, being it, That's what public schools are about. They make you learn how to play by certain kinds of mores and ethics. And, you know, roles of engagement, you know, social criticisms and constant um, bombardment of who's fat and what's this. I was a nerd, but I was also an athlete. And so by luck, I became what is called sovereign. I didn't have to prove myself. I had access without having to pay the dues. You know, like there's the vulgar, the adept, and the exempt. I was exempt. I, I got to hang out with all the cheerleaders. And at the same time, I was a nerd on the debate team. So I, you know, didn't have to get everybody pregnant like everybody else did. It was crazy. Um, I'm lucky. But I'll tell you what I do know. Chemtrails, anything that you can imagine, is more than likely not only true, worse, worse than you can imagine, including 
by OAPIs and being invaded by aliens. I mean, it's all true, probably. I, you know, any because that's what's real. Imagination. But what do you think? Because I've talked to so many people. I recently had uh, Matt Landman at this kind of all of this. And every time I talk to somebody, the versions change. It seems that this, I see this guy and it's ever more different. Even right now, you know, I, the reason why I named this interview, The Illusion of Reality, based on one of your articles, of course, but it's because most people, when they're outside, they're jogging, they're climbing, they're hiking. You know, I'm looking up. Nobody's looking up and realizing what's happening. They're playing tic-tac-toe up there. The, the lines are not normal. This is, this is not airline the traffic. aren't normal. To be able to look at clouds and realize, that, well, wait a minute, those aren't real clouds. Well, that's, that's what it does to my point, because the cloud atlas recently came out and said, folks, we have some new clouds, natural occurring clouds, and these are the names. And I almost fell off my chair. I know. I know. It's getting so bad. And the general public, of course, is complacent because look at what's happening to our children and right in front of us. In Grants Pass, Oregon, where I live, there is only a 73% graduation in high school. We're the worst in the nation. Now, why do you think that is in your very progressive state? Well, <laughs> yeah, except in down here in Southern Oregon, where Bubba rules, it's all uh, broken. Law enforcement's broken. Medicine is broken. You can't find a decent doctor. All they want to do is put you on a script, put you out of the way so that you have a recurring bill four times a year of getting your prescriptions filled. Yeah. And watch what happens when that grid goes down and Walgreens is no longer present to give you your uh, Nexium. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, you, you see, now you started opening other doors regarding the grid going down. Well, Matt, uh, you can count on it. Matt Stein, you can count on it. your friend That's Matt Stein just recently contacted me again, and I'm going to have him back to discuss the possibilities of, you know, we're seeing it he's everywhere. We're doing, he's my partner. We do urban survival skill workshops, two-day events. Exactly. Well, with, with yeah. this talk about China and Russia and possible oh. war, I thought it was appropriate, so he's coming back in a in a few days. But with Give him what my very best, he's he's super. He's a su knowledgeable, also from MIT. Absolutely, he's great. But with this, the petrol yuan, you probably heard about this, right? That is coming off online now in the United States, putting all these trade barrier trade tariffs. Which, by the way, folks, so many people are against this, but there's an imbalance that has to be balanced. There's, it's not fair that we send. You know, we get all these cars from Korea. We get all these these products from China, and they don't pay any tariffs. But the conversely, when we send our stuff over there, they double the price in many items. So I think it's fair. At the same time, the stock market doesn't like it. The petrol yuan, Russia, Gog, and, and Magog, all this converging stuff. What do you see happening in the next few months? Well, Cliff High has got some predictions that are kind of creepy in the next two months. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen that quickly. David Morgan is a personal friend of mine. And right now I'm doing consulting where I do accept Bitcoin. So, uh, you know. David I, I Morgan, the silver, the silver guy? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. He's, he's, a, he's a friend he's of the show, yes. Friend. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's uh, David Morgan is pretty accurate. He doesn't know what's going to happen. I can tell you that at some point, your ATMs are going to stop working. You're going to have a freeze on your accounts. Like you're only able to take out so much each day. Um, I think there. Are, I've seen that happen before, especially when there was a shortage of gasoline. I don't know if you remember back in the seventies. I do. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we're going to see that and more. And the problem is that w- it isn't even Russia or China or Korea. It's worse. It's like Pakistan has nuclear weapons and their security is such a terrorist can get in there, get some tactical nukes. And the next thing you know, is who knows who's doing it. And all they have to do is set it up high enough in the atmosphere and the entire United States is taken out with one trigger, not even dropping a bomb, just a trigger to fire it, just a little kapop, and everything's gone. And then there's God with his coronal mass ejections off the sun. We had one a couple of years back that would have put the entire Earth in, uh, well, I don't know, in the Stone Age, the entire Earth. And we, luckily, it went off toward Mars and not toward us. But... That's how optional things are. And people aren't even thinking about that kind of thing yet. Imagine New York. You're 16 flights up in your apartment, and you have to take a dump. You have to go to the bathroom. How's that going to work? Yeah, look at Puerto Rico. It was a great lab test. What happened last year, there's still a number of the pop, not not large, but there's still a percentage of the population without electricity after seven, eight months after the last hurricane. So, I have relatives who live there, and after one week, they couldn't stand it, and they ha- we were able to get them out, but there are so many people there. That's a great beta test for what would happen if all of a sudden we are off the grid. No communication, no water, no electricity. Imagine. What are you going to do? Your personal plan, if you're across town and all of a sudden the spike stops your vehicle from driving, where is your wife and children going to meet? Have you got a plan? People aren't even thinking on that kind of level because they're presuming, well, I'll just call quick and we'll set up a game plan. You need something now without the idea that at any given moment you no longer have communication and you're going to have to walk home. And if that's true, if that's true, that's okay, as long as you have a game plan. And that includes three minutes for air, three days for water, three weeks for food. Oh, man, it goes downhill from there in terms of what you might consider a zombie. Watch East L.A. when they're out of food. I think I know why most people don't have a plan, because they think this will never happen, just like with 9-11. If you still, 17 years later, discuss the anomalies of that day, whether you believe it was an inside job or not, whatever, but it's not as we were told. But you tell that to anybody, and they say to you, oh, come on, take off your tinfoil hat. They don't believe that something like this would happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I remember that movie, man. <laughs> that was with Mel Gibson and all of that. Listen. That won't even work. That's the problem with microwave. It can walk its way up at 29, 30 uh, screws per inch. You know, you, it'll walk its way through anything. It's steel wall as long as there's a, uh, an interface from one to the other because you're talking about quantum mechanical. And with amplitudes of such, 
it'll just wiggle its way right on through that steel. Not a problem. That's why gamma rays and some of the other even worse things, uh, ionizing radiation, uh, <laughs> and nobody's got a plan. And in terms of shielding, uh, there's nothing known to man right now that will shield you from these various high energy particles. And that's that. And when you realize that it's your, your solid state physics device is so fragile, it's gone. Just like that, it's gone. And, you know, that's your computers, your, your uh, ignitions in your automobiles. That's all of it. It's just all fried. Bing, done deal. Then you have to go through and replace everything. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, Rick. Uh, the scenario, I don't know if you ever watched the TV series Jericho, a very yeah. similar scenario. Yeah. You remember that? So yeah. it doesn't really happen who they blame, whether it's North Korea or Iran or Russia or China, because we won't even know. Yeah. We won't have any way to communicate. So it is a matter of control. That is the end game to just disconnect, because they're realizing that the Internet, whether you believe that it has misinformation or disinformation, it's actually a way that where people are waking up too fast and they cannot have that anymore. Well, that's because of people like you making and offering credibility in the device topics that you try to cover. And you. Has a son, Mike, that has just completed a movie. It's free online. It's on my Facebook if you want to download it. It's called Amerigeddon. And it's about when the Russian troops show up at this farmhouse on Agenda 21 asking for their weapons. <laughs> now, do you I, think it would be it will be Russia? China yeah. or the United It'll Nations. Someone hostile looking for an edge uh, in America. Now, that is, I don't know how probable that is, but I have been setting up sustainable knife boats all across the company in Arapaho, where you are in, Colorado, in Arizona. There is a missile silo that yeah. was bought by some people, and they put their huge garden above it in Chattanooga. You go up into Sandpoint, Idaho, and uh, there is a Quaker retreat up there on the Pack River that the guy designed his thing, Unicorn Farm, uh, that is the, the rough as his garden, as his bunker. You're going to need, like right now, you could draw an argument that the East Coast has gone through a mini day after tomorrow. And I'm going to tell you, when I had a friend in New Jersey that said, "I, uh, if you're going to buy a snowplow, make sure it has a cab. <laughs> well, wait, wait a second. What you just said, again, you're opening doors here. I'm getting, again, years ago, I get videos from people saying, Mel, look at this snow. And I kind of just put it on the side. But now it's coming back again. And one lady did a video and she's basically going outside. It's snowing. She grabs a snowball, brings it inside. You never stop seeing the camera. She gets a lighter, and for five minutes, she's there trying to melt it, and it can't, and it smells like chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> Special. What Just is it? What is Christmas. that? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. And uh, that's the part of it that's so scary. If I don't know, you know, <laughs> it's all true. That's Merlin. He said it to Arthur. said, Anything not specifically forbidden is mandatory. If it's possible, you can count on it. 
The one thing I've noticed, uh, Richard, also with these chemtrails now, especially when you're wearing sunglasses, you can notice it. Without your sunglasses, you cannot. But I see them, and then after, there's another plane coming with a black or a darker, like a dark gray line following another one. Have you seen those now? No, but I don't want to. I mean, yes, I'm in denial. Uh, it's creepy enough that we do not know all of the different purposes, but I can tell you that the primary one is a weapon of shielding and creating an energy ball like for incoming ballistic missiles. And that's what the primary use is and why the different centers are covered and littered like this. Who's paying for it and how much it costs each day is millions of dollars. Billions, not millions, billions. It's in Russia. It's in China, China, it's in China, excuse me. Uh, that's Trump's Saturday Night Live version of it, China. Uh, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I don't know what it's about. What I do know is it. I'm looking at my environment where I live, and everything is being affected by it, including the weather. The trees. I've noticed the trees for years. The yeah. trees, you look at them, and they almost look at their, the, the bark. It's almost like they're dying. There's Ponderosa has a certain amount of leaf kill each year. The amount of leaf kill this year is 10 times normal. And the trees will put out cone uh, where every year, except one in seven, they don't put out. And the last few years, they didn't put out. And so there, that's what has, there's anomalies in the cycles of, of animals in Oregon and their behavior, the trees. Uh, and what we're saying, and my health. And I measure myself in terms of respiration, respiratory, and I'm clogged all the time now. I've got garbage, I'm taking motophilin, which is a brown algae, to bioremediate barium and aluminum from your body. Um, uh, that's the only defense I know of at this point. I'm doing the usual other suspects, like C60 and so on, trying to keep my edges going, but I tell you, Right now, I have not got a clue what it's truly all about. I just posted something that was on Caravan to Midnight. He interviewed this one woman. This is her in a symposium. And her definition of using it as a lithium aluminum battery uh, as a defense shield uh, is probably Occam's razor. So when you, say, when you say Occam's razor, you mean that's not effective? The most logical explanation of what's going on. It makes the most sense. Okay, that's what Occam's razor is. When you have a bunch of different possibilities, it's your, Occam's razor is the simplest and most direct, the one that's you know most likely. That's no, I, I understand the definition, but what I'm saying is, what are you saying? That nothing that can be used is effective? I think that... Uh, It's a military discovery that's being used by everybody. And why they haven't notified the public and the effects of toxicity, not even the aesthetics. And then there's a second thing to concern yourself. When I was a boy, the sun was yellow. And so it's changed. And the, the Inuit, which are 2,000 years more history than the Hopi, say the stars have changed. And you realize that Australia is now, instead of below the equator, is the equator. 
what does that do to the East Coast? And where did it put New Brunswick and uh, Nova Scotia? And now you're getting a better picture of not only have we had pole shifts, we had a literal one. And why? And, and the planets are different. You know, I remember that uh, the big difference over here. Oh, no, now it's over there. How does that work? Um, I don't know. I'm old now, so I don't have my toys to vet things more accurately. I'm just an armchair physicist. So if, if Australia, I, if Australia is not on the equator, is now, there a correlation? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Is there a correlation between what's allegedly happening in Antarctica? where there's melty tanky plays, uh, they're seeing things there, yeah. you know, yeah. millennia of, of civilization I, there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What I do know is there is something that happened in, in Antarctica. Um, I was there in the early 70s, and at that time, I saw the Nazi base. Where's that in the history books? And Bear, Admiral Byrd. And then I saw a Viking base from the 14th century. And then further down, there was this large hole that went 100 miles straight down into the mantle. And at that time, in 1970, we didn't have the technology to go down that way, just go straight down like that, especially since... At 100 miles, it should have been encountering plastique and the ideas of such high temperatures and pressures as to distort time space. And actually, uh, we didn't have the technologies then until just recently when they brought all those heads of state. I'm guessing they went down that hole finally and discovered something. And then with the evacuation, I can only guess what it is. Occam's razor, Nephilim. That's it. In stasis, and someone woke up. Um, I don't know that, but all of a sudden, biological clocks are changing, and the so-called end of days is upon us. The interesting thing about Nibiru is that Caltech has said that the infrared signature is wrong. It appears to be dead. And that's when somebody from JPL piped out and said, well, maybe... It's got a Dyson sphere around it, an artifact. And then, of course, I had to chime in with my humor and say, yeah, it's our future coming into the moment and collecting the rent. Because man didn't start here on Earth. There is strong evidence now being dug up everywhere in that regard, regarding Anunnaki, the Nephilim, and these giant skulls. I did an interview with BBC on one that was discovered in 1820, before they even had nonsense of cowboys and Indians with space space invaders. Now, with that said, what what is what are these giant skulls that they're finding? I don't know, but you find reference to it in lots of different Bibles. So, I mean, obviously, this is something we are just now approaching. And when you talk about the Hopi and the red and blue Kuchina, that suggests like a redshift with something going to our solar system so quickly we have no warning. Have you the seen, have you seen, even to even mention this, because every time I bring out a new subject that is beyond people's comprehension, I get 
blast it via email, whether it's the flat yeah, earth or whether that's it's what makes you a good interviewer. That's exactly <laughs> well, you're opening doors. But okay. this one, a few well, about a year or two ago, there was the petrified trees. You probably have seen that. The new one that I saw is the petrified giants. And some of the research I've seen from these people who are doing the investigation, where they see that some of these mountains, they actually have sexual organs. They have the face in the position where the face should be. They have a color on one side of the body with holes with a reddish color and the other where the the arteries would be because one side would be reddish blood and the other one, the the veins and the arteries with the darker, non-oxygenated. He goes into detail. On Star Trek? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I don't even know. So I keep saying, is our reality an illusion or have we been indoctrinated not to look? I mean, because we're told, oh, dinosaurs were everywhere. But nobody talks about these giants. I know. It's interesting um, because there is something to it. Real anthropology is making real discoveries, and they're inequipped to model it with current historical belief systems. Um, I The paper that I wrote was to address the concept of time and space and why we're moving from a digital to more analog, again, system of, of um, modeling something. When you go from analog to digital quantum universe, Uh, What's happened is you have created an uncertainty principle, Heisenberg. And that means that the more you know about one thing, the less you know about something else. And so when you move to larger systems of dimensions uh, suggested in our mathematics of string theory and knot theory, uh, now you have the possibility of imaginary uh, solutions that aren't quote real, but are real. Remember when we did imaginary numbers in in high school, and you had imaginary answers, but they were possible in a statistical inference thing. And I'm going to suggest that none of this is real. What's real is our imagination, and what we have is a closed system. Each of us in a cavitation ball, just like the sun has a binary, so does your brain. And your brain has religion and science. It's balancing the two. It's different for each of us. And really, neither has the answer. Uh, Physics is constantly changing models to try to understand or open certain doors or make certain solutions real. Um, It's all real. What's real is imagination. Once you have it in your mind's eye, that's how it works. And I'm writing about that now and how psyche is brought into matter using structured water in microtubules. That's your soul. Now, it's not your soul. It's, a, it's a, what Roger Penrose is, would suggest is a, a physical analog. It has information. And the storage system, the occlusion zone in that is one million times. That's six zeros more efficient than gallium arsenic or gallium arsenide, the chip that's currently in your computer. That means that could have, <laughs> you know, six, zero more information in the same spot. Uh, water is a pretty interesting uh, 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 molecule. And because of that, it has several edges, edges to it. For example, you know, if you put 
exclusion zone water in in a in a C60 molecule, what you have is uh, possibly the finest and a uh, well, it's a, it's like an antioxidant, better than anything in the world. But but if you put deuterium inside it instead, another form of water, lots of it around Antarctica, wherever you mine it, uh, yeah, that becomes a controlled thermonuclear fusion bomb, and uh, just the two different kinds of water. So you can actually orchestrate to make this type of water a weapon? <laughs> they deployed it. I'll send you a paper you may publish that uh, Lockheed did the teleportation laser and Carnegie Mellon developed the trigger mechanism and how Building 7 with that 1,017-foot steel beam falling in free fall and turning into a vapor. There's only one thing in the world that does that, it's a plasma. And that was a controlled thermonuclear fusion bomb using fullerene deuterium. The and question, they, hold on, let's uh, go step by step. Let's go step by step because you're bringing good points here. Many people say, oh, it was not a controlled demolition. Oh, it was not nuclear because there was no signature well, detected. What do you think it was to get a terrorism bill through Congress? And the bad news is they needed a body count to make it happen. And the public went for it. No, absolutely. I'm not saying, and I think it's also subjective in the way people define it. When you see Building 7 fall, yes, it looks like a controlled demolition, but you're also saying that it was a technology, perhaps a, a directed yes, energy no, weapon that was used. But the question is, Rick, where did it originate from? Was it from a plane flying above, from a satellite? Where did that ray, if you will, come from? They put it, the nanotubes, in the building two weeks earlier. Okay. The documentation is clearly there. They they actually closed Building 7 for two weeks while they renovated it. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And and this was a Mossad weapon that was not... Um, Mossad didn't do it. They filmed it, <laughs> documented it, to see how good it would, because they then used it in Golan Heights. And, and uh, they, that this weapon... Is now being deployed everywhere. It's a fullerene fusion. It's a neutron fullerene fusion bomb, and the precision of accuracy is one point four nanometers in precision. That means you now have something you could deploy in the air, <laughs> and you breathe it in your body, and there it is. And then we have a bad Captain Kirk puts you up on a screen and makes you disappear with no forensics. Dustify yourself. You know, I'll send you the article. Um, it's the darker side of full rings. There, you see, it's not about water. Water has paranormal water, levorotaries, and, and then it has isotopes, and then it has some unusual analogs like H3O2. When a drop of water falls from the air, and hits a pool of water itself, it pops back up. But that's no longer a drop of water. It's a bubble. And inside that bubble is the air or medium in which it fell. It's a torus twister topological surface. The primary studies now at MIT on cold fusion. It's in the wave. When water touches anything, it changes the structure or memory in water. 
And it's, you know, if you touch it to tellurium, the surface tension is so strong, it just walks up the wall and over the edge. Whereas plastic flattens out, it's no good, you know, it's dead water. So with that said, when water touches anything, it changes it. And you set up layers of exclusions on water, which is H3O2. That's hydrogen peroxide with a third hydrogen molecule brought in. And that's why a wave is moving faster. The surface of the wave, you know, catch the wave, dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, is moving faster than the wave itself and allows such things as surfing. Because that it's the bubbling has, part? Is that why? I'm sorry? The bubbling part, the, the upper part, is that why it's moving no, faster? It's, it's, uh, the, the water is it's such a small molecule. It's like oh, 200 and number one <laughs> and number six. And so you're talking about a molecule that's extremely small. It's smaller than anything. Helium, other than smaller, but not much. It's uh, four as opposed to six and two. So, it, but it's small as a molecule and... It's the first that has a dipole moment, a dimensional gain, if you will. It's, that's the way you look at moving from one subsystem to the next, like a fractal in those mathematics. And so what you've got now is uh, the memory in water that is holding history of all of what it's touched over the last million years. And uh, that's where you have options at the moment of death. I'm coming back through the birth canal, which is that light at the tunnel at the end of the, the journey that Kubler-Ross and others talk about. Or you have the blue light, which is what's discussed in the Bordeaux et al. and how to get off the wheel. And I'm guessing, as a metaphor, the Buddhists in a previous century crashed a spaceship on the other side of the moon. I bet it's Buddhist. And uh, going further, uh, you know, we've been here before. The last ones that had spaceflight, uh, you know, down in Mexico, Clovis, they crawled out of a cave. And so I'm suggesting man will survive. You know, we've gone through some reboots in our ocean currents with the days after tomorrow, and you're seeing the weather changes around you. It's more subtle, and it's going to happen more quickly than you can imagine. And so I'm going to recommend that you all, you, all of us, Start thinking about basic survival, like where are you going to get your water? And what's your water source? Because that's going to be the first thing that kills a lot of people. They're going to be after your weapons and, you know, your drugs and your your money and all of that. But all of those are going to be useless. What's going to be valuable at some point will be water. Well, it seems to me, Richard, that Agenda twenty. One and now Agenda Twenty Thirty, I believe it yeah. is. It Twenty Thirty is that the name, the new name? Agenda Twenty One, yeah. The okay. To declare martial law in a state of emergency. Well, they, they, in my opinion, that the reason why this whole gun grabbing effort is taking place is not because we want a one world government, is because they want to establish Agenda Twenty One, and in order for people to accept that and get you out of of. Yeah, where is it? Where we are in Oregon, and all my friends who have land in the countryside off the grid, they want to be able to get those people. But if you're all armed, and millions of them are, they're going to have a hard time doing that. Even though people write to me saying, "Man, well, come on, all about weapon control and all that crap." How did Yoda put it? Oh yes, my gun you may have after I give you my bullets. I will. <laughs> it's free state of Jefferson. Hoorah! That's where I live. <laughs> so. 
You know, the people who write to me saying, come on, Mel, this is ridiculous. The military has lasers, they have tanks, they have, they have missiles. We are no match to them. Well, then why is it then that they have this gun-grabbing effort every time? Every few weeks, there's a new shooting that's taking place, and people say, I can't believe this only happens in the United States. It doesn't happen elsewhere. Well, so, that's you because, yeah, listen, man, every single one of those kids was on a med. And that's who should be arrested are the pharmaceuticals giving the drugs to our children. And all you need is one unstable and a handle. Oh, yeah, we'll call it a second shooter that was unidentified. And he hits that person with scopolamine and they become a weapon and aim it. And it's all it's not about gun control. It's about what they're doing to our children. Over eight million kids are on pharmaceuticals now because of. Personality disorder. Well, hold it, hold it, Richard. Let's go step by step because, you, again, you're hitting scopolamine. And a lot of people don't know what that is. But I've seen I've seen documentaries <laughs> on this. And they actually, all they need to do is kind of blow it in front of you. And you do exactly as they say. Well, Explain what it is. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Explain so, what it is. It's like the truth serum in a way? No, it's, uh, it's, it's like uh, the little smoke in Don Gennaro. There it is. It comes from uh, scopolamine, hydrocyamine. They're, they're tropine alkaloids that you find in the Midwest in a lot of different plants, loco weed. <laughs> That's why they call it loco weed. Um, it's, scopolamine has been used as a truth serum uh, for many years because it breaks down certain barriers like alcohol does. Only it's way more efficient. And you can handle someone more easily. Now, if you have 10 kids on antidepressants or worse, uh, methamphetamine, that's a good one. Yeah. And then there, one of the 10 is slightly deranged, you know, like that shooter like yesterday down in Hollywood uh, going after YouTube. Then you, all you need is somebody to tilt you just a second and then get out of the way, kind of like Las Vegas. And uh, it's, it offends me when you have so many different news reportings using the same copy. I posted that yesterday, too. That's really weird. You know, it's like a Revline commercial. When I told these and these told them and them told, you know, and it goes out and it echoes across the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a bunch of BS. And it needs to be pointed out daily so that people understand that we are being assaulted in all directions with Travis Stock like mind control gang stalking protocols. And it's happening right now, right this minute, to all of us. You see, and Richard, I resign myself to do the, to, the, to do this show because this is the my platform to be able to talk about all these subjects, but I say it all the time. I sometimes feel like a, not that I'm a superhero at all, because I'm not, but it's almost like I have a an alter ego or a different identity because I go to my social gatherings with my family and friends and so on. And I've learned, I've learned that I cannot talk about politics, religion, health. I cannot even talk about health these days yeah. because they look at me when, if I ever mention vaccines or that there are cures about something and I'm surrounded by doctors, of course, I'm going to lose friends more than, you know, faster than you can blink 10 times. So that's the difference between fundamentalism and religion. And um, I'm going to say that what I'm doing now in my community is that I go to a different church every weekend. 
Sometimes I go on Saturday to Seventh-day Adventist, and then Sunday to other churches, Mormon, whatever. And I'm getting a set each each week at someone different. And I went to Easter Sunday, and this one church had 2,700 people turn out. <laughs> I've never seen anything so big. It was really cool. That rock and roll, and, you know, they have their music and all of that. Um, I am getting an idea of what church is and what it's for regarding fellowship and for people discovering their own specific moral codes of ethics and rules of conduct. I make a distinction between ethics and morals because, how did Ducky Mallard put it? Yeah, uh, an ethical man knows not to cheat on his wife. A moral man won't. And um, like, you know that what you're supposed to be doing, how, do you, how good do you walk your talk? That is what our children need now, teaching our children well and how to walk the talk. I'm not going to make value on whether or not that house is white or brown, because, yes, it's both. That's very interesting. An ethical man knows not to cheat on his wife. A moral man does not. Very interesting, because I, I do know a lot of religious people. Of course, I'm not going to name names, but they are some of the most unscrupulous people I know. And they go to Sunday church, and I think they just go there to cleanse themselves. And that's, and I'm not attacking anybody who's religious because I know many people who are good too. But this is the hypocritical part that I don't get. All these people that go there and try to cleanse themselves. I mean, take a look at Joel Austin. You know, $10 million private plane. Multi-millionaire. But they, yet there are people that cannot even pay their rent, but they're sending him money all the time. Now, I don't understand those people who do that, do you? Well... Yes and no. Uh, let's put it this way. I don't have any money. I'm flat broke. But I'm blessed with knowledge base. And because of that, how did they put it in the greater keys of Solomon? Solomon the king wrote this book on magic, the greater and lesser keys of Solomon. And the first paragraph, the second sentence, he says, quote, ownership is enhanced when shared with another. And we all have blessings. What we're doing is looking at our glass half empty, when in fact, it's actually half full. And though instead of coming from a place of wounded and need, you come from a place of plenty and bounty. And now, like I grow marijuana, I, in, where in my state it's legal, I have so much good pot that I'm never, ever going to smoke it. Wouldn't dream of selling it because that part's illegal. So what I do is I'm blessed. I just give it to my friends. Here's my stash. Here, help yourself. Uh, because I have way more than I need. That we all of us are blessed that way with something. And that's where the richness of this life actually occurs. And it's when you take it from this profane into the sacred where it becomes timeless. That's where you change from working from a place of intent and now you're in a place of purpose. And the difference between the two is an AI, third generation D-Wave, can predict what you're going to do 28 minutes before you do it. Whereas, in a place of purpose, why you're physically here, why you chose to be here, they can't go there. That's what makes you sovereign and God's favorite. You have those choices. 
And it's a difficult thing because you have to get to know yourself before you have. And so you don't really have free will. You have true will. Free will would presume you had full disclosure. And I have no clue what's going on. In fact, the way I define God in that paper is that which cannot be known, can only be experienced. You can't know it. You can only get your limitation of it and your senses and, and way of organizing information. And you're limited compared to God. God is, by definition, that which cannot be known at any century. And there are things out there like that. That's what I'm discovering now as a physicist. And so I'm going to say that today what we're finding is that as alchemy led to chemistry, so now physics will become magic. The study of altered states of consciousness has tools and a toolbox. In this state of consciousness over here, I can rip a car door off and the bone in my body would preclude that concept in, in physical world. Well, it's not possible. And yet there it is. And over here, my ability is guessing is 400 times over statistical inference. God gave us these wounds and the ability to see things. That's why I would say to a child, when a child would ask me, is the boogeyman real under my bed? And I would respond, how could it not be? <laughs> That's interesting. By the way, I recently saw an article that scientists are coming up with the technology that you connect some electrodes into your brain, and basically in a computer, it shows the words based on the brain patterns, brain waves. And the question is, in the past, in the distant past, do you think that at one point we were able to decode brain waves instead of using verbal communication? We use brain waves, and instead of me using a word, hello, Richard, I was using a concept that in less than a second, you would get a thousand words based on a concept. And this language, quote unquote, language was something that was brought by civilization to keep us down. Well, <laughs> fourth genome in our blood type. Let's see now. Well, uh, Avram Moles is a, math, a French mathematician that wrote a book called Aesthetic perception, and information theory. And in that book, <laughs> he talks about redundancy coefficient and the fact that the dolphin have a form of Clifford algebra and the tweaks and whistles that they do, and that's 10 times more efficient than Hebrew, the mother language that came out and led to the Sefer Yetzirah, the book of formation and relating words to sounds. Now, movement is also another technology. Not only is words. I have seen, you know, these singing bowls that the Buddhists put out. They have these big, long horns. Oh, and they yeah. blow them in a certain kind of mathematical arc. And they have so many of them with in between them. They have smaller tweeters type things. And I have a video I can show you. I posted it on Facebook showing them moving very large stones using resonant cavity oscillators in sound. Now, with that, the same thing is true with Whirling Dervish and the movie Meetings with Remarkable Men, uh, Gurdjieff, and specifically in the dance scene where they first show the child 
learning how to move the hand in a certain rhythmic form that seems outside space time. Then they move to a group of women that are moving their arm like they would Tai Chi in such perfect motion, you realize something paranormal is going on. Then they show the dance of a man going in trance with a bunch of uh, a dervish dancing around him and him dancing inside the circle and going to another state of consciousness we don't even understand yet. And finally, the meetings with remarkable men, the ending one is when 17 individuals dance in what is called a rodent coil, three, six, nine cadence. And there it is, technology of forms that we do not yet have in our, tech, our, our current arsenal. That's why the Russians, the Germans, and the Americans were using people like me to study those kinds of things because that's where the new advances in technology came from, came from imagination. We've been here before. Cymatics. Is there a yeah. relationship between what you're saying and cymatics? Well, yeah, I'm working drum physics and setting up resonant cavity oscillations that you could, with a single frequency, break glass. You could uh, have a sledge like the walls of Jericho. Right. There, or cure uh, cancer. You know, biblically, it has been used in every form for epochs. Or cure disease, right? Yeah. So anyway, that's what I am now noticing is that there are cultures that have more to teach us. Jesus Christ was in a scene, part of the appendishes, and he studied the voice of the silence. And all of his philosophies in terms of being treated like you'd treat another, you'd treat them like you'd like to be treated. Where do you think all those teachings came from? These are previous epoch things that put Jesus Christ out beyond anything. And then, of course, he rose from the dead. I have no idea what that's all about. Who knows? The church. <laughs> How can you believe any of that anymore? I mean, you know, I have to have a priest to pray on my behalf to talk to God. That's crazy. And you have to pay because if you don't, yeah. well. Yeah. That's uh, George Carlin. Yeah. I hate to think about it because many of the people I've met in these different religious communities and the messages they're preaching are wonderful and everybody needs to hear them and i noted then i started looking at all the epochs where they were based on matriarchal you know goddess based you know feminine bene jesuit minerals what we call uh, uh matriarchal and they didn't have any wars that's only, because that's because they didn't have hillary clinton uh, <laughs> you know, well, there it is, slip it in there. Sorry, I had to, I had to add that there. Second rib, yeah, that took that out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't know what it all means. I am going to recommend that everybody think about having at least three days of water on hand in their home and a game plan for how to figure out what to do next the first day. But this convergence of, of what was what I was saying earlier, China and Russia. You're saying that one day somebody's not gonna gonna knock on the door and it's gonna be a, a Russian or maybe a, a Chinese, but well, I, I see it more I the United Nations, sure. Richard. I don't know how that's gonna play. I know that Putin is a criminal. Uh, has done more for Russia than any of their leaders in history. Right, and it was Edgar Casey 
said it would be the bear that saves America. Exactly. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I do know that we're the worst more monitoring country in the world, in the world history that I can find. But I, is, is this is this really happening behind the scenes or in front of us? Because we all know by now that the Cold War was nothing but the United States and Russia behind the scenes. They were just building their military empire and eventually it was decided that the United the Soviet Union had to go. But I bet you behind the scenes they were shaking hands. Is this happening behind the scenes with Russia now? Uh, what do you now? think the whole thing is about with the Yan and Russia and Iraq and all the rest of them joining one side against the other? And where is the Fed now? Uh, no, we're going to hit a brick wall. There's absolutely no question on that. This is not my area of expertise. And so I will simply say that I choose to be sovereign. That means, okay, there's the vulgar, the adept, and the exempt. And the vulgar get audited. The adept gets money back from the government. The exempt has a 501c3. They don't pay taxes. That's what I aspire for. Have excess without having to pay their dues. Something's wrong here. And I don't want to be part of it. I'd like to run my own land, maritime law. You know, on my land, it's my rules. I don't want the government coming in, and especially someone other than a different government. That, again, is Mark uh, Mark's movie called Amerageddon. And that is uh, an eye-opener. Watch how the farmer does it. He's a politician that was known, and that's why they go to his farm to get no, it. Sp spell that. Spell the title again. Spell the title. Amera, Amera, like America. America Geddon. It's Amera Geddon. By, oh, yeah. Armageddon, like Armageddon, but Armageddon. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, it's the Armageddon of America. That's right. And, it, you know, there's others out there that are pretty hip and creep, creepy. The UP, uh, what is it? Uh, PBS put one out called uh, uh, the uh, after, after the Apocalypse, and it's about a pandemic. Uh, pandemics uh, could be another way of deploying all kinds of weird things in the atmosphere could be putting in anything and you're breathing it and you can count on it because my aluminum and barium uh, uh, counts are up and I am now trying to get them back down into stable because aluminum and barium are not good for your mental health. Let me just, uh, with the seamless plug in a way, but I have to say it because ever since I started taking sulfur, probably f four or five years ago, I feel, I used to have a lot of pain in my joints and, you know, I used to go to the gym and run and this and that. And I could not understand why, because all these metals, it's a cumulative effect. It gets into your brain, into your joints. Ever since I started taking sulfur, it's gone. The pain is gone. Well, that's because rose sulfur was one of the pharmacies before they changed the pharmacies that you could go in and get. I used the sulfur to make gunpowder. <laughs> I was a little monster. But you, you know, you can use it to bioremediate uh, a certain metals out of your body. Yes, that's absolutely correct. And uh, that's why they called it uh, rose uh, sulfur or flower of uh, sulfur, flower of sulfur. It had a it had a name to it. There is. Um, I miss those old pharmacies. Remember, they had big walls full of chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I loved it, man. I had my like apothe apothecaries. 
Yeah, that, it was the old pharmacy. It was the way the old pharmacies were, where you can get any kind of chemistry you wanted. Today, you have to go to a Van Waters and Rogers or something like that. You know, you can get it online by your chemistry. But all of that's going to be shortly. I, I like the way Captain Kirk had to dig it out while he's battling, battling uh, reticulin. <laughs> that was another Star Trek. And I shot him with gunpowder. <laughs> we didn't talk too much about 5G, but I was mentioning the the chemtrails. And before we started the conversation offline, you started saying that it could be almost like a computer monitor up there. They're trying to, what are they trying to do? Almost like a screen? Well, it's a number of things. The first is it controls weather. They were directing hurricanes into Hilo, or uh, not Hilo, I guess it was uh, on, on uh, the, on uh, Oahu, I guess it was, but they had dropped storms, moved uh, hurricanes, and made them go straight into Hawaii. And I think it was the Big Island. I guess it was the Big Island that they did that experiment with a couple years back. Um, so that's weather control. Then you have a screen for incoming ballistic missiles that will set up a shield because that aluminum and barium up there, you hit that with a laser, and what happens is it sets up a barrier that will cause those ballistic missiles to detonate before they hit the ground. Now, in so doing, there's your off the grid right out of the gate. And uh, that's, the, that's the first scenario. Matt can run it down with coronal mass ejections. There's kids that might play with, uh, uh, like on Hollywood, you know, just messing around and they screw it up. Then there's Pakistan. You, you know, we always thought... North Korea was unstable, but, you know, Pakistan scares me more than any. They're the third largest nuclear storage in the, in the world, and uh, not even over Israel. And uh, so, and their quality of management is scary, kind of like the U.S., where there's not a lot of due diligence, and anybody can get a package for sale. What do you think is happening in the next few months, because it seems that all of these pieces are converging and something is about to happen. It's almost, and I hate to be a fear monger because I'm not, oh, but no. it seems that- I think we have an opportunity. Yes, and, it's an era yeah, of opportunity okay, and it's better to be prepared. Uh, I'd rather be proactive than reactive, Richard. So all well, these pieces converging, what do you suggest? I don't know yet. Let's say I'll do what I'm doing. Um, I'm going to say that what's going to happen is out of control. That means that the people that think they are losing control are correct. They're losing control. And control is a, fa a fantasy. The Earth will localize its own infection if it gets to a certain point. You can count on that part. And has done so, where it stops the nonsense. Gaia is a consciousness just like your brain is. Uh, it's a mycorrhizae in the soil. Has a, It's a type of quantum computation algorithm. You can count on the Earth localizing infections when it gets too far out of, out of whack. Further, your biosphere is changing. So that means habitats are going to be changing. And what you're used to will not be the norm anymore. And that you need to be more limber in terms of sovereignty and your needs for just-in-time delivery. All your cities right now have a three-day rotation on food. And if that truck didn't come in, you won't have food. And that's that. The city of Chattanooga now has the logo right here, right now. Why? 
because that city now produces, at this moment, 40% of the food that's consumed in that city. That means that every single restaurant has a greenhouse next to it on the Chattanooga River. That means that the downtown old farm, that 200-year-old farm, uh, is uh, now a community garden in the center of the city that is a social place gathering now for people swapping crops. The uh, That is, uh, East Coast is starting to do that with large skyscrapers where the very top of the skyscraper is an aquaculture system producing food for the building's cafeteria. Um, you're seeing gangsta urban farming in L.A. Oh, man, there was this guy that was on a median uh, with traffic going in all four directions, and he was begging. And one day, he put some soil down and started growing tomatoes and some other vegetables in that little spot while he was sitting there begging. And people stopped to buy the vegetables, and the city of L.A. approved it. And that was a homeless man that then became sovereign on his little island in the middle of traffic. Well, let me just, <laughs> interesting. I know that go. It's that there's possibilities. It doesn't have to go bad. It's going to go bad. Of course, change is the rule. Let me mention why. Let me mention why I keep mentioning this China situation. Look at the countries that were considered the axis of evil. They did not have a central bank. And, and when they started talking about selling oil in a currency other than the dollar, the petrodollar, that is, we know what happened. Iraq, Libya, we know what happened to Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi. But now China is doing the same or will be doing the same. China is not Iraq or Libya. If this happens, inflation will hit us right between the eyes. That's going to be the first wave. And we will cease to exist as a superpower which we've well, been we since 1971. We used to have Sears and Roebuck, you know, <laughs> and Snap-on. Yeah, but that's now, Amazon. That's a different things, story. Things were sold two ways. There was cheapest and there was Best Buy. And Best Buy was always American. And cheapest came from China. And now, instead of having Best Buy and cheapest, we have different choices of cheapest, whether it came from this part of China or that part of China. And you can buy it. There is no longer Best Buy because America stopped producing. And this is why this current administration is not compatible with the globalists, in my opinion, because they're doing the opposite to continue or perpetuate this cycle. And what's happening with Amazon, right? A lot of people love Amazon, but it's not a level playing field for the rest of the businesses. So there it is. And I don't know where we're going to go with all of this, except that I'm going to be like I always have been, SEAL Team 1, I'm last man standing. That's what IQ is. That's ability to adapt. And it's going to be about that. And I have preferences. You know, of course, I don't want to be a transhumanist and be, a, you know, altered carbon and have a sleeve that I slip into. I, I don't want to do it that way. So I'm doing C60 fullerines. I'm writing an article on how to make it yourself because who knows what you're going to get from a manufacturer, including deuterium. Surprise, surprise. Gomer Pyle doing his, <laughs> you know, surprise, surprise. You know, where you find that you now have uh, a weapon inside you that can, in a sense, 
um, oh, I don't know, caused, uh, is it this secure, no forensics? That exists now. Let's talk about this more when we come back. C60 and other, other topics that we have. I want to go back to the illusion of reality. Even Elon Musk is saying nonchalantly that we may be living in a Matrix-style reality. I want to get your take on that. But how can people buy your books, learn more about your work, your website, and so on, Richard? I'm um, richardallenmiller.com forward slash shop. And what I've done to battle Amazon is that everything that comes from my office is autographed, which means if you buy something new and it doesn't have my autograph, it's a bootleg. Most excellent. Folks, a lot more when we return with Dr. Richard Allen Miller. Challenging a reality once again. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the members section or subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and other great products. Thank you.